0: Welcome to the latest episode of The X-Files Retrospective Podcast, released through Bureau 42. I'm your host, Blaine Dowler. As a result of listener voting, we are looking at the new episodes of The X-Files before we return to our coverage of Season 3. So if you're watching The X-Files for the first time as you're running through this podcast and have chosen not to watch the new episodes, then leave these in your queue and come back to them in six or seven years. This week, it will be a weekly run for the next few weeks. And this week we are discussing the first two of the new episodes since they aired on two consecutive nights, and since I was able to watch both before I had a chance to sit down and record. So to run through the particulars, the first episode is titled My Struggle, written and directed by Chris Carter. Original air date was January 24th, 2016. Those of us who watched through iTunes were able to access it as of the 25th. It was written and directed by Chris Carter with... Action that primarily takes place in Washington, D.C. It's a little early to do the IMDb user scores because early on they tend to be flooded with speculative voting from people who haven't seen it yet or studios competing. I will return to cover these episodes again in sequence at the end of the podcast series and in retrospect once I've seen where the whole thing is going, as well as anything else that they produce in the meantime. So at that time, I will go through the IMDb user scores for these episodes. Now, my struggle brings the show in new directions. So again, massive spoilers for those who haven't been watching. Mulder and Scully's relationship has changed once more. They are no longer romantically involved, and the search for alien or extraterrestrial intelligence on Earth seems to be one of the factors that Scully could just no longer handle. So for the past seven years, she has been working at a hospital to help people with specific conditions, primarily those born without ears, go through the restorative surgery that returns them to what is, well, shall we say typical, if not normal. So it is very good work. It's not totally clear what Mulder's been doing in the interim, but Assistant Director Skinner is still with the FBI, and he's the one that reaches out to Mulder through Scully, because he no longer knows how to contact Mulder, and Scully still does, to say that Tad O'Malley, played by Joel McHale, who's probably best known for his role initially as lead, and eventually as part of the Ensemble on Community, Who's kind of like a Bill O'Reilly, but very much into conspiracies, very much believes in these abductions, and wants Mulder and Scully involved. I don't want to get into too many plot details, especially since I'm not sure where this six episode arc is going, so I don't know what to highlight as the key points. But it does appear as though part of the drive for Chris Carter to come back to the X Files is that our paranoia has shifted in this post 9 11 world. And there's a lot more focus on the government as a whole rather than. Some sort of outside conspiracy that's managed to get a foothold in the government. Now it appears to be the government itself that cannot be trusted to the point where they're even proposing another interpretation of the events that we saw in the original nine season run of the series. I'm not entirely sure how I feel about that. To me, I think after that nine year buildup, the answers that we had at the end of season nine in the two part The End finale needed to be the answers that stick to act as an emotional payoff for the character's arc. So I may be misjudging it, I may be judging it early, because we don't know where these six episodes are going, but that's my gut, is to say, please don't rewrite what we saw. We can add to it, we could say this is a new conspiracy, but I'd prefer it if they weren't rewriting what we've already seen. But ultimately, in that, it appears as though it's always been humans, and they've just created the alien myths as a smokescreen, and they have been using alien DNA recovered from Roswell but not in conjunction with aliens. Instead, they've just been doing it on their own to create alien-human hybrids. Now, the second episode, Founder's Mutation, runs a little bit more into the mythology. It's more of a monster of the week thing, and it deals more specifically with the baby, specifically baby William, that Mulder and Scully had, or at least were deciding to raise together, which was given up for adoption for its own protection, and how much that resonates with them. So we'll see if that baby comes up later on, but It is an emotional factor in their journey as they are investigating a series of pregnancies and a company that appears to be doing genetic manipulation of infants and children. Now, they claim it's to cure them, but their methodology seems to be more like they are looking at the people with these diseases to understand genetics better so that they can create new and improved children, as the founder has done by experimenting on his own children. So that episode also takes place largely in Washington, D.C., and was written and directed by James Wong, who we'll be hearing a lot more about as we run through the regular run of The X-Files. So again, it is a nice return. I enjoy seeing the characters back. The writing is there. The production values are still there. They are clearly still saying, let's put a movie out on TV every week. So they're doing six mini-movies in this course of six episodes in this mini-series, and I, for one, welcome that. I'm not sure if we're still going to be covering the comic series as we originally announced, because it looks like the canon is now diverging, even though that was official and approved by Chris Carter at the time. It's not necessarily consistent with what we're seeing here, but I will make that determination one way or the other when these six episodes are done, and I can sit down and properly compare the two. Now, with The X-Files coming back after how huge it's been, in the past, we've seen that The X-Files was really good at getting before-they-were-stars kind of stars, these are not so much before they were stars. The X-Files is an established property, and they are getting some significant guest stars. Now, we've already mentioned Joel McHale, whose IMDb listings actually list three episodes of the new series, in addition to Community, as Jeff Winger, Ted, and over 40 other credits in a career that the IMDb started tracking in 1996. And we also get Annette Mahendru, who's best known for The Americans, Penguins of Madagascar, and a few other films. She's got 34 acting credits, including the first episode of this series, as well as The Following, Captain Planet, Entourage, and a number of other shows. And again, with spoilers, the first episode ended with a brief glimpse of a returning William B. Davis, best known to us already in his reprised role as the cigarette-smoking man. Guest stars in Founders Mutation include Aaron Douglas, who is probably. Best known, at least to Bureau 42's readers and listeners, for his work as Chief Galen Tyrol on Battlestar Galactica, or the rebooted Battlestar Galactica. But he's also been in iRobot, X Men 2, Exorcism of Emily Rose, The Flash as the Turtle, and quite a few other shows. We also get Vic Sahe as Gupta, who I know best from Chuck, where he played Lester Patel. He's also known for Goodwill Hunting, Existence, American Reunion. He's got almost 70 credits to his name on the IMDb as well, in a career that they started tracking in 1979 from You Can't Do That on Television, which I may well have seen. I don't remember it all that clearly from back in the day. Now, we've also seen Christine Willis return. She's been in The X-Files before, as Agent Karen Kosseff in Irresistible, The Kalisari, and Elegy. So she's done three episodes in the past, two of which we've discussed, and she is back as Sister Mary from the hospital that Scully works in, also known for Fifty Shades of Grey, Sucker Punch, Red Riding Hood, and numerous guest roles in other shows. Now, Doug Savant plays Augustus Goldman. He's probably best known for Desperate Housewives, Melrose Place, the 1998 Godzilla, and Teen Wolf. He's also been in Drop Dead Diva, 24, and a number of other shows. We also get Jonathan Whitesell, who plays the janitor Kyle. His career is just getting started. Ten credits to his name, including the Unspoken, The 100, and I Zombie, as well as some upcoming projects that we haven't seen yet. So I'm not sure if I'd call it a fully triumphant return, but it is a very welcome return for the series. We'll see how, over the next four or five weeks how everything plays out in an attempt to keep things positive in terms of how the stars are doing in these roles that they started 23 years ago. All I'm going to say is that Mitch Peleggi hasn't aged a day. You add a beard to the Walter Skinner that we're familiar with, and that's the Walter Skinner we've got. So David Duchovny and Gillian Anderson, it's more easy to believe that 23 years have passed since that pilot episode. So that's about all we have to say for this week. There will be a written review on Bureau42.com as well, as there were for all episodes from really early season 8 on, and the X-Files as well as complete season reviews of those seasons. And I will continue to do print reviews and podcasts for this every week until it's done, at which point we will return to our coverage of Season 3 with Grotesque. So in the meantime, don't forget to send feedback about how we want to see Millennium handled, whether it's an integrated part of the show, an add-on, or just really covered in the series finale. You can send that to bureau42podcasts at gmail.com, as well as any other feedback you have about the show. You can also rate the show on iTunes, Stitcher, or whatever other podcaster you use. It really does help the show get noticed. You can share links to the show with friends who you think may be interested. And finally, thank you for listening. Intro and outro music is Outside Pool Side by Laswell, created under the Creative Commons license. All other content is copyright 2016, Bureau 42. Please feel free to send any comments or feedback to Bureau42Podcasts at gmail.com or leave us a review on iTunes or Stitcher. Thank you for listening.